Hey, everybody. Good evening. It is Manifesting with Meg in September. And am I so excited? I really am so excited. Honestly, I have the most amazing guest for you all tonight. And because it's our back to school edition, it's going to be all about teaching and teachers and all what they're dealing with now and all the fun things that they get to look forward to. I know that a lot of schools have been back for a while, but the North, it started up today, I believe. And we have the amazing Lisa Lomeran. So before we go forward, yay! <laughs> so before we go forward, I want to introduce all of you guys to my show, Manifesting with Meg Conversations with Extraordinary People. This is episode, episode side 45. And the theme today is never look back. There's so much opportunity ahead. I want us to all focus on that as we talk about sweet inspiration in September tonight. Remember, the show is about life transformation, living your dreams, spiritual inspiration, finding true happiness, and my favorite, discovering bliss. So it is time to manifest all of our dreams. And good evening, Lisa Lauren. Good evening. Margaret, I call you Margaret. Oh, you can call me whatever you as long as it's clean because we are on face, Facebook Live tonight and we will be on YouTube and we will be on a podcast on Anchor with regards to a show afterwards. So if you miss it or anyone you know wants to catch up on this, you can check those different sites out after the show. Um, but I do want to remind everybody that bliss is not just an abstract idea. It's an attainable state of being. And I want all of us to focus on the fact that it is possible that we can all obtain our own personal bliss. So whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, you're just steps away from living the life you desire. And are we ready to wake up to the universe packed with possibility. So Lisa, before we begin, I would like to remind everyone that you need to set your intention before we start because Manifesting with Meg is based upon my book, Magical Guide to Bliss, and all of the wonderful different insights that come through. So when we set our intentions between the page of three and 300 and I think 33 at this point, um, we ask you to bring all of that loving intention to the audience so that whatever we have to share tonight will be something moving and specific to whoever is on the feed, whoever is present and whoever wants to enjoy this wonderful party on Tuesday night, the day after Labor Day together. So Go ahead and do that, Lisa, and we will begin with wonderful introductions because I think that for everyone to truly understand the beauty of Manifesting with Meg, the benefit is that they get to know a little bit more about you. So introducing Lisa Lomeren. She graduated from Boston College in 1991 with a degree in economics. After deciding to move to Hoboken, New Jersey, she started a professional career in the entertainment and advertising industries for years after she realized she was unhappy and unfulfilled. Don't we all know that kind of experience, Lee? She intuitively something better was out there and she went for it. She stated teaching has always been her passion. So she knew that as an undergraduate in Boston College, she worked as an RA and she knew that her she was discovering a job that she could actually engage with people on such a way to inspire them to go beyond their imagination and learn more about life. So that's how it took her to New Jersey and the route of teaching trainer program, the alternative route of teaching training program, where she quit her city job, which I was 
because uh, I used to go to New York all the time, so it was wonderful. But you know, she quit her city job, moved to you know New Jersey, and then she started to apply for programs as en English language arts and science teacher in a Catholic school in Hoboken, 2001. Which is a really interesting time to be in Hoboken was in 2001 because of 9/11. But we'll get into that as well, Lee. And then she went on to earn her master's degree from the Sale University in teaching English as a second language, which was something of her passion as well. So she, um, after taking several years off because she is a mother of twin girls, she decided to go back and teach middle school covering the science teacher's maternity leave. And now she's back on the job doing what she loves and doing what she does best is teaching the young minds and inspiring them to engage all that is possible in their lives. Now, especially at, during this pandemic, she's at the forefront of making sure that the show does in fact go on, which is in fact what they started to do today and, and then what followed up or what built up to today. So I want you to all keep in mind that, you know, all of our teachers, you know, certainly all over the country are going back to schools and probably are at the forefront literally of this entire experience of us jumping back into the world again. So we want to really hold them in the highest esteem for doing that and teaching our young minds. And in her spare time with her daughter, she's actually volunteered at All for One Pet Rescue and Adoption in Tom River, New Jersey. Oh, and my favorite part of her bio is that she recommends New Girl on Netflix for any of you looking to basically binge watch your life away and laugh because God only knows we all need some laughter in our lives these days. So without further ado, oh, I forgot. She's a big lover of dogs, like I said. She has three, which I'm sure she's gonna talk about, a guinea pig and, you know, basically a gecko, which, you know, why not add that to the mix as well? She has been my best friend for over 30 years and is the godmother of my daughter. And I just adore her. She's so much fun. She's an extraordinary woman with all of you are gonna know about that when we talk during this interview. Get ready to be empowered to make changes because this girl is ready to bring her dazzle, razzle and shine. So without further ado, Lisa, tell us a little bit about you. Wow, that was an amazing introduction. <laughs> I forgot I did some of that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, well, right now is our first, well, our, really our second official day back. We, our district still doesn't have children, but we're pretty in it right now, getting ready for the kids to come back on Thursday. My daughter started today with virtual learning, um, and it's a little bit overwhelming. There's a lot of technology to learn. There's a lot of, um, I think, fears about how it's going to go um, technologically and also virus uh, way we're hoping that everything can just stay safe and we can keep running the school because i think yeah. kids really really need the interaction um even if it's just a couple of days a week i think it's going to be really good if we can keep that going um so i know we've all been working really hard to um try to make that possible for the kids and for the grown-ups keep it safe and keep it healthy and so we can keep um learning we can keep teaching and learning and helping the community out really you know i think that it's really important because when you guys are back on the stump teaching and doing what you think you're doing I and mean, everything with all the other additional stresses you are certainly helping your communities actually get back to a semblancy of this new normal and moving it forward and doing it probably hopefully in the most safe way possible you know i um I know that the experience this past year, even when they started out with regard to teaching, you know, and, and when everybody started shutting down since you are in New Jersey, that must have been kind of uh, chaotic and, and a little, you know, tell us a little bit about that as well. 
Well, um, it was a Friday and we had an end of day staff meeting and they said, you know, we may have to shut down sometime next week or we're going to get ready just in case. And that Monday we were closed. <laughs> that, so, was just in case. that was it. That was it. It was March 13th and we closed uh, that following Monday with very, with no preparation really. I mean, we, I had thrown some stuff in my bag. They said, get ready for a maybe just in case. Wow. But no one was really prepared to be um, out for the rest of the year and it really into this year. Um, the big push I think for this year is to change everyone's mindset because last year we went home in an emergency right. and shut down and we really weren't prepared. We were just kind of piecing things together on Google Classroom. And so this year we, we want it to be more live instruction. We want it to be much more as close to normal for the kids as we can make it. Um, so it's not like a band-aid, like here we're going to throw some assignments your way. We're going to just, we're actually going to try to teach the curriculum in a good, successful way um, during this. So no, I think it's I think it's really important that you know I, I I love this particular quote that you sent to me and it pretty much you know standing together not apart and I think this comes in many ways you know coming off of the the events of the summer and then going back into a school that is pretty diverse your school runs the gamut with regard to all the kids especially with your English as a second language students can you tell me about um, how you guys are preparing for for, you know, em embracing uh, this experience in, in a school setting and with the parameters of a public school, of course. Uh, well, I mean, it really is getting back to the whole community um, idea. And especially since this happened, we've really had to rely a lot on families. And last, last spring was a great example. We sent the kids home and said, here you got, you know, parents have to help out. Like, you can't be there with your kids. Yeah. You're gonna have to pick up this end of it while we're here and really even now my parents are worried parents have to work that's a that's a huge huge deal and yeah. schools are trying their best to get the kids back in even just from that aspect because parents have to work and if you have little children and you can't take that time like what do you do um, so working hand in hand with families is i think hugely important and i think the districts have been really trying to do that um, it's not easy and it's not perfect, but um, I know for my families, I try to be there um, via Google Voice phone calls, emails, whatever, um, because a lot of times the parents may not understand English or read English, so the websites, although we do have website translations, a lot of times families are more comfortable speaking to, reaching out to the teacher, which ends up being me, like, and asking me, when is school starting? What what can I expect? The kids need to be on just the basic questions of how everything's going to run. Um, so that becomes my role. A lot of my role in my job as a myself teacher is helping out the families to navigate like a new school culture. And now it's like a new new school culture. Yeah. Post COVID, um, one we're all still figuring out. I don't think anyone really has the answers as to how this is actually going to end up going. But we're going day by day, trying to. We had a big uh, a nice PD this morning from a lovely woman, Sarah Stevenson, who does mindfulness and talked oh. about being positively and taking a breath and doing that with your kids, be, with your students, because That's awesome. they're going to be stressed too. They are stressed. They're stressed in, you know, normal times. So 
So, so you're actually they're engaging mindfulness in the schools now too. Yeah. Oh, that's we wonderful. Our district, our district has started in on this last year or the year before. And it's good, it's good for the teachers, it's good for the students. Take two minutes, deep breathing, relax. Yeah. Just let it go, those kinds of exercises. Oh, that's awesome, I love that. You know, stress. So I have a question with you with regard to the theme tonight. Our theme tonight is never look back. There's so much opportunity ahead. And the quote we have here is never look back unless you're planning to in fact go that way. And I think that most of us could really agree that nobody wants to go back <laughs> because what just happened is kind of like, like we're all in a little bit of a shell shock. But I love the fact that, you know, we just got back from Labor Day. We're setting out on what looks like to be an interesting school year, like you've indicated. I love that we're using mindfulness into the whole parameter. But, you know, it's so exciting to be able to recognize that you and your, your other teachers are navigating this very unusual circumstances in a way, but time to move forward with, with our chins up, you know, and smiling on our faces basically, you know, because what's the alternative now? I mean, we can sit there and focus on, you know, what, you know, happened that will hold us down, but these kids aren't going to, nobody's going to benefit from that. So the key I guess is to look ahead and get excited by the possibilities of what can be. So tell me how you interpret this these days. Um, we've been talking and I've been talking a lot about like, let's look at the silver linings. Ah, I like that. Let's look, there's a lot, I think there's been a, it's been a really, I mean, obviously it's a very difficult time. I've been very, very lucky, like COVID, knock on wood, it's not touched my family, but I know it has touched a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I know it's been a terrible time, but there's been, there's always good that comes with the bad. And I think one of the things I was saying is I, I found most of the students saying how much they missed school, which is not something that I think you'd expect to hear, how they want to come back. Most, the majority of the kids want to be back in school. They don't like working at home. They don't like the remote. They didn't like the remote. Um, and I'm hoping that brings a better appreciation for students when they do get back because they're not going to be back full time. They'll be back hybrid. Some are choosing still to do remote, but hopefully for them, it'll be better too, because we're improving our technology and we'll have live instruction. Um, but I think that was a positive message to hear from students, you know, when we were going through this tough time of being shut down that they didn't want to be there. They wanted to be back in school. They wanted to be learning in classrooms. They wanted to be interacting with their classmates and socializing too, but they also wanted to be learning from a teacher, having that kind of give and take that they, that they get in the classroom. I love that you said that because I think it's really important to note that, you know, they used to complain about going to school, but now they're all embracing the fact that they want to go to school again, to have their friends around them, to really experience. And they what they may have taken for granted is very different now. So that's amazing. And I think that that's a really amazing point that you make. Certainly, you know, as, as you know, this is truly, you know, something that they missed, like you were saying, and, and now it's really something they're looking forward to, which is, I mean, who, who would have thought, you know, that would be a really upside, right? Like a good thing. Yeah, from hard times, you learn some appreciation, I think, for things that maybe you took for granted. Yeah. Like your education. Not, yeah. You know, I think most kids, not that they don't value it, but I don't think when they, it gets taken away from you, and you're stuck in your house and trying to navigate this on your own, it's not so fun. Well, you know, I think a really important thing with like the whole word, because you know, I love, I love words. When you're talking about education, you think about to lead yourself out of something. And I love the concept with education and what people are going back to school right now is that you're leading yourself out 
of something that was mired and stuck because that's basically weren't like a holding pattern for so long that now we get to like launch ourselves out through education mostly because that's where the kids are starting you know that's the college that went back so you know interestingly enough that you were saying before um when we were talking you know um what was your intention for this evening and and i loved what you said why don't you go share that with the audience as well um my intention is how to proceed with a positive mindset in this climate mm -hmm. in this climate of fear in this climate of you know virus and there's all kinds of unrest aside from the virus in our in our society how to proceed with a positive mindset and i know we talk about this in our beach body group too like keeping your negative thoughts down keep your positive uh mindset up not look at things in a positive way um, and i think it's so important right now because it it'd be super easy it's super easy to get negative it's super easy to get caught up in negative conversations in negative thoughts just turn on the tv walk outside yeah go to the store. i mean you can get into an argument with anyone you want to nowadays so it, i think it's so important to try to keep your head in a good space right now. I told I, I heard this thing is very funny. Um, 2020, make it stop. That's what I saw. <laughs> like, make it stop. I think everyone is just really tired. And I think that the whole thing is that when you engage, it exhausts you more. So not to dissuade engagement, but you know, you definitely need time to recharge, like you're saying, and we, you know, focus and evaluate your, what you're bringing to the table. Right. I think is exactly what you're saying as far as, uh, a different path forward you get to choose at this point so i think that's amazing you know um how do you how do you get up in the morning every day and make that effort to start uh in a positive where your like potential is limitless like you said here there's no end to what you're capable of. if you can see it in your mind you will hold it in your hand i love that quote lisa that's amazing i know it's a great quote uh mornings i gotta say i'm not a morning person <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to keep waking. I'm a night person, but and I have an early time to be at work every day. But um, you know, I think that's why, in the grander scheme of things, get finding um, finding a career that you're passionate about, so that when you get to work at 7:30 in the morning as as a non-morning person, that my my passion for my job wakes me up. My kids, my students, I love working with my students. They walk in and I'm ready to go. Like, yeah, probably not before that, honestly. Like. I have a few sips of coffee and then the kids come in and here we go. It's ready to start my day. And how different is this kind of career from what you were doing before in the entertainment industry? I mean, imagine it's a total, you know, shift. Yeah, it was a lot more office work. It was, I had a few different careers. I worked in advertising and a, um, a tabletop recording studio. It was a studio manager where they recorded the food shots for McDonald's, like the burgers. I mean, they were fun jobs, I have to say. You know, I was in my 20s, they were interesting. I met some interesting people, had some fun experiences and learned a lot. But it, ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I, I didn't want to be there all day. I wasn't excited about what we were doing. It was fun and it was interesting, but it wasn't really, it didn't really grab me. Um, so what it, would your kids say if they saw these pictures? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, think about, that's last week. <laughs> that was last week. No, I do love it. By the way, so you mentioned Beachbody, and I love that you mentioned that because certainly a lot of people are like looking, they were looking for 
um, ways in which, you know, getting back into like some kind of semblance of shape. Certainly when your body feels stronger, your mind follows, which we were talking about before. But tell me, <laughs> tell me, I mean, I know that the fun thing about us is I think that the fact is you like bring some kind of humor to every situation, life becomes a lot more fun. So certainly, you know, that's not where you put the rope on your head, but why don't you like tell me what, well, like, how you found Beachbody and like how has it been helpful to you? Um, yeah, Beachbody's great. I found it from my friend Miranda, who's going to be on your show in a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, she teaches with me at my middle school. She's an ELA teacher. She's a great person. Um, and I had seen her posting on Facebook about, you know, being healthy and having a good healthy lifestyle and, and working out. And I'd been looking for some kind of fitness program. And since quarantine, I had gone from, you know, walking a lot just in my job to, you know, rarely getting off my couch. Um, so I contacted her and she introduced me to Beachbody and we started workout groups in the morning on Zoom. And then you also work out on your own. and. They provide you with, you know, nutritional guidance and shakes if you want them. Um, and you kind of do it at your own pace and it's been great. It's been, and then Meg, you joined too with us and it's been just fun working out in the morning and that's what's been getting me up in the morning to do workouts with you guys. You know, the thing, is, the thing is what you were saying before is that you said, well, of course, I get jealous when you hang out with other people, so I need to join you. <laughs> I, it actually was like looking for something. I need something to feel yeah. like, you know, and I was saying, someone was saying today, you do something that is different if you're not enjoying what you're, what, what, what experiencing you're having. So, you know, you, you don't want to do the same thing over and over and get the same result. It's insanity, right? So you do something actually different. And this is something different because I had, you know, I had heard about Beachbody from my good friend, um, Christina Maris, who is also a coach, but you know, because you were going, I was like, I had a routine to go in the morning and see my best friend, you know, hang out, you know, so there's an added right. incentive and, you know, certainly talking to walls doesn't work after a while. So, you know, exactly. but, and you are an amazing coach. You, and, and I'm telling you this people, if you are interested in Beachbody, Lisa's a great coach and, and Miranda and the whole team, but you really encourage people in, in, at their own pace mm -hmm. to make those changes. So like, you know, I mean, and you, and tell us your results have been amazing with regards to the whole, how many months have you been doing this? And yeah, I started at the beginning of June. So three full months. Um, and I've seen huge changes like fitness wise in my body, in my energy level, um, in my strength, in my achiness. Cause I'm not as achy anymore. I'm just more like soreness from workouts, but, um, just like, I feel like I gained some years back, you know, yeah, really that's awesome. years back in my body and I feel much better and even just like the the small I, I'm not I can't do a diet I never could so but just following good nutrition has also helped a lot because I realized like I always ate healthy but I, I think years have gone by where I realized that I've you know kind of gotten away from that a little bit a little too much carbs and not really any vegetables mostly so just making those small changes has made a huge difference in just how I feel in general, my general health every day. It's been and, and I gotta mention too, a lot of the women that, and men that do this are 40 something. I mean, and they're yeah. strong and they're like strong. They like what they're doing, like to change their body compositions with, you know, these 30 minute workouts that, you know, are easily added into your schedule. And then you might fall in love with Jill Freeman if he's watching, because he does the, he does, what is it? The, um, 10, 10 rounds, rounds. boxing, like, oh. boxing. 
I tell them what 10 rounds is about because so much fun and especially oh, it's a great it's a great if you like boxing it's a or if you are interested in trying some kind of uh, workout program like that this teaches you all the basic boxing moves and punches and jabs and even footwork and while you're doing that with Joel who's a great trainer and easy on the eyes it's you get like this great workout I didn't have a picture of him. I should have had a picture of him. They would be like so over that. Like literally, we pretend that he's our friend, which is kind of stalking, but we're not gonna stop him, but it's like, <laughs> and he takes you around the country and all these different places, right, Lee? Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely fun. And then we have our group at eight, and then I, I, you know, we have another group that we were doing community workouts, but it really made, you know. Well, I, I think that's really the essence of it is is not so much just the videos. It's it's the accountability. It's the community. It's where it's doing it with yeah. other people and checking in with each other on a little Facebook group where you check yeah. in. And if you're not having a great day, you know, others will lift you up. And I, I think that's where it's at, you know, for me, community. I think most people would say. Yeah, but that's what kind of what you were saying before is like, you know, standing together. The community is so important because honestly, right now we're also maybe not as isolated as before. We're still isolated, but you know, like literally I, I look at you and I think that maybe this might be the word. All you need is a great friend and a full tank of gas. But until you get that, then Beachbody might be a great place to start or Peloton or whatever little group that you have just to engage in the community wherever you can find it. And then you, you know, you certainly can find your friends and, and, you know, find your community, like you were saying, which is really important. And I think it's really important as well um, because it's so much easier to get through the challenging times with a community that's really solid. And, and certainly I'm grateful to you for that because you introduced me and, you know, you know, even though I might want to turn around and show up in my life, with flat Lisa, because you know she's coming out tonight because she had to come out. Yeah, tell the audience a little bit about flat Lisa. Oh my god! I was just thinking, I'm like, I still kind of look like her. I'm like, one of these days they're not. It's, it's not going to look like me anymore. It's going to be so many years since that picture was taken. Okay, well let's I think that's like a good ten years ago. That well let's talk. So we have, we have. So we basically went to college together, and I wish I had more pictures of all. I'm going to take this one out so everyone can see um, our, our wonderful pictures when we were in college together, you know, and since we're away from each other a lot and we always have friends and our, my friend Tracy Livingston is on as well. You know, she was my roommate in college too. And we had a lot of fun together. And there's like this thing after when you graduate from college is when you go out into the real world and they get these friends ripped away from you. <laughs> Everyone's gets ripped away from you and you're like in this new world and you're like, what happened to that wonderful little microcosm of life where we all got to go play together and drink shots of aguardiente together and just really you know have that camaraderie that unfortunately we can try to recreate in later life but it doesn't seem like we'll ever have that again you know and certainly nursing homes aren't really a hot spot to be in lately these days you know so bottom line is you know while we're young so what i would do is i put a picture of lisa waving at me and i took her with me everywhere i would go so i would like you know certainly think that i had my, my best friend but, and she has been to some really awesome parties lisa right she has she has she she up in some really yeah totally flat lisa gets a call out all over the country so i had to put her out tonight because you know she as important to the journey as anybody else i know we're going to leave her up here for a little longer because as i introduce your extraordinariness 
to the world, people need to know Flat Lisa a little bit more because who knows after my book gets launched where she's going to be showing up. So Lisa and Flat Lisa, there you go. Anybody wants to get to know her better, I can introduce you. <laughs> no, but it's kind of like, I mean, think about it. Like someone looks at you like, hi, hi. It's like, it's engaging. People want to talk to you. They're enjoying the conversation. Um, so interestingly enough, you know, I, I love this show because you get to highlight extraordinary people, which you are certainly one of them. And who and, and the different way we all embrace the spirit of learning in this world and how we all manifest the lives of our dreams in this world. And one of the things that I, you know, since you basically took a career that you had and you jumped into a whole other career, you know, and, and you took that leap of faith, you know, to do so and start, you know, investigating. You know, I would love for you to share um, what are the things that have helped you move forward in life? Um, you mean from when I changed my career, like why I changed my career? Yeah, like, so we have this, this is about the month of sweet inspiration and people are looking to get inspired and maybe they feel like they're stuck in a rut or a funk or something to that effect. Maybe there's something that you can share from your own personal experience. Yeah, no, I mean, I just wasn't happy doing the jobs I was doing. I, I really wasn't. In my, I go home at night, you just know when you're not satisfied, you're not fulfilled in your job. And for me, it was a big deal. And I, I just I couldn't like settle with it. And in college, I had I was an RA in college. Um, to uh, I paid for my room and board, but it also gave me like an amazing experience. I did it for two years, once with freshmen. I had freshman um, girls, and then I did it for sophomores when I was a senior. And I loved working with the students. Now they were only like a year or two younger than me, but it was still you know programming events for the kids. Um, getting to know them, helping them out, especially with freshmen, helping them acclimate to college. And I enjoyed that so much. And I remember having a conversation with my friend, Rob, you know, Rob Fernandez. Right, right. It was one of those conversations. It was, we were seniors and we were talking about what we were gonna do next. And I said, I think I might wanna do teaching. And Rob was like, yeah, he was also an RA. He's like, yeah, I think that would be good for you. I was like, it just was like this cathartic like, moment where I was like, I think that's what I wanna do. And of course I, I got sidetracked because I ended up moving to New York to be by my family and then I needed a job to pay my rent in Hoboken where I wanted to live and I got a little sidetracked for a couple of years, which was fine too. I got a lot of great experiences that way too, but I, I eventually obviously came back to teaching probably nine or 10 years later and so glad I did. And they say like, think about things that you naturally like to do, that you're naturally good at, that you naturally have find fulfillment in, and it doesn't need to necessarily be a job that you're doing now. It could be something, a hobby of yours, something yeah. that you've always liked doing. And you're unhappy with your job. Life's too short. You know, I, I love to spend all those hours. I love that you said, think about things that you're naturally good at, because basically, you know, we, we kind of, sh uh, we kind of shun those things. They're too easy and life should be hard. There should be work involved, but those things that come effortlessly to us are our gifts and our talents. And that really is something that I love that you put that uh, out there into and the that's world. That's not to say that you won't work. I mean, teaching is hard work, but you have to know what you're doing at your core. You have to have something to give. You have to love working with kids. You have to lose pieces of it that you can't learn. You can know all the stuff, but if you don't have a passion for it, I think we're talking about passion. If you don't yeah. have a passion for it, you don't have some ta natural talent to do it. Yeah. It's it. You're going to be miserable. 
And you know, it's really important that we have good teachers because they are the ones who inspire people early on in life to actually engage what is their calling, what is their passion, and what. Is, so, I mean, imagine. I mean, I'm telling you this, Lisa. There's not everyone should be a teacher. I mean, it's clear. Like some people have so little patience that if you could put them in a room of young children, it would be an ugly situation. Literally, they should right. not be there. Some people shouldn't be managers. Some people shouldn't be this. But right. yeah, if you feel calling to something, that's what I'm saying with the effortlessness of that passionate, you know, alignment with your purpose, you know, then it, it's a totally different situation. And your impact has an opportunity to have ripple effects around the globe with regard to these kids and what they could possibly do in their life, which is something that you have a superpower in because you're really good at it. You're really, really good at it. And you have incredible patience. My God, I can't even, yeah. Literally, that's why God gave you twins, Lisa. That's why. <laughs> well, as teachers, I know I've had this conversation with my friend, my other fellow teachers, that we need to have as much patience with our kids, with our own kids, as we have with our students. <laughs> well, you definitely got training because God thought you not only could you do one child well, you got double as trouble, and there you go. So you were definitely. That's, right. that's exactly right. You're, you're definitely got double trouble. You know, I, one of the things that also I wanted to, you know, ask you about was, you know, um, how do you empower yourself to get beyond obstacles when they show up? Because we all, it's inevitable. Life is ups and downs, ins and outs, you know, and, you know, we've, we've both been through some serious grieving processes with, you know, you with both your parents, me with my mom, you know, certainly I benefited from you being there to support me when I was going through that too, because you knew, and it was such a, a weird time because it's such a, it's such an intangible until you actually walk the path. But, you know, it's interesting because I think most things when you're dealing with challenges are intangibles until you walk the path. It's just, then, you know, it's like, you know, you know, chopping down the, the brudge, you know, under the trees and everything. And then you leave the path. So the next time around, it's not so hard, but as far as obstacles and empowering you past it, you know, what is it that you do initially when you see challenges in your life? Um, well, like you said, like you don't know until you're walking the path. Like you know, I lost my dad when I was a lot younger, um, and my mom several years ago, and that that was a unexpected. And I think that's life. Life says that to you. You're going along, and suddenly, you know, atomic bomb drops into your life, and you have to deal with it. Um, and my mom used to say, "You have two choices: you know, up or down." And I, I think, you know, I think a lot of the, my teachings from my parents have come yeah. into play. I had wonderful, wonderful parents. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when times get tough, I, man, I've been down and I've, it's been, you know, not so pretty and, and not handled it well at first, but you have to pay, at some point find a way to pick yourself up. You know, I have a family, I have kids, like you, you can't lay in bed all day. Yeah. You can't give up. Um, and even if you don't have those things, I think, you do have a choice. You have, if you're alive, if you wake up breathing and you can get out of bed every day, start there and be grateful. And I think gratitude, which is what I'm really trying to practice a lot more, gratitude is a, is a huge help to, to moving you forward, when, especially when you aren't in a good place in your life, when things are not going well or are tragically not going well. You need to have some gratitude and go slow. Go slow, do a little at a time and build build forward build yourself up with little positive things each day even if it's only one little like okay i got out of bed today you know i made myself a cup of coffee sometimes people are that low 
then eventually, you know, the next day you'll get out of the house. The next day you'll take a shower and put on some clothes and get out of the house. And the next day, you know, a little more each day, a little more each day. Until yeah. you can get back on the track and keep going. I love that. I just, and I, and you, you sent this quote, it was something that was really impactful for you. It's not the strength of the body that counts, but the strength of the spirit, which goes and plays into what you just said there, you know, some, the atomic bomb clearly you know, brings to mind how it does feel when you're initially facing something that's so incredibly shocking to your system. Um, at the same time, you know, you know, if, if this if the day shall pass, then the next day will come again, and I will be better off that day. And, and I think that's an amazing thing when you are actually able to have the mindfulness and awareness, which, you know, what would you say is the most, and this is going to be like a, you know, interesting. What would you say about your story is the thing that has actually defined you, the person, Lisa? The biggest thing? Yeah. What I, is, what is that thing that, you know, that story that you, that you would not be who you are today without this thing happening in your life? I think it's my family, my parents, having my parents, having my sister and losing my parents. Um, and what my parents taught me about going on, you know, my dad was sick a lot of my, you know, when I was young as a kid, he had a lot of time in hospitals and we learned a lot as a family growing up. Um, about taking care of each other, about worry, about losing your parent as a child. And, um, and it, luckily, my dad lived until I was in my 20s, so, you know, I, I got to, he, he got to see a lot more than we thought. Um, I think that defined me a lot. Um, I think that's, I think about life and that it's not permanent for any of us. I want to make the most of it. Um, you know, with Chadwick Boseman suddenly dying this week, I think a lot of people have that on their mind. I've been reading a lot of um, quotes from people that worked with him or knew him, and it's just like amazing. This, per I think, these are like little reminders. And one of the quotes I just read today, which I thought was amazing, it's a, it, I think it was his quote that said, "Take your time, but don't waste your time." Oh, yeah, and I thought I like that, that was so powerful. I like that. I was going to say, like, I think other people help you through these times too. You look at what everyone else is going through around you. And again, this brings us back to community. Uh, you're not alone. There are people all around us who are going through stuff. So you get up for them. You get up and you go. There's there's a woman who's on, on the feed right now, her name's Camelia. And, and she and I met through through social media and Facebook, but I love seeing her when she shows up. It's talk about different kinds of community, you know, and how, you know, we are redefining uh, those things that we used to take uh, as if they would never happen. So opening up the world to people. And then certainly, you know, she works in the hospital industry that, you know, basically she's seeing a lot of craziness happening. But, you know, the fact is, is that like you're saying, the impact, you know, on your life on another, we, I was just thinking about the synchronicities and how impactful that was too. But I, I want to go back to your dad because, uh, you know, I knew your dad, I knew your mom, obviously. And, and your dad was just a larger than life guy, larger than life guy. And and you know he always had a smile on his face and you know and you know literally it, you felt like the italian a big hug when you walked into the house at least that's what i remember, I remember. Plus, we were yeah, in our but, but but phil was a great guy great oh, guy he's such a gregarious 
big presence in the world and big like even my dad was six three tall strapping it's it's so amazing to think about how those people in your life impact um, your presence and your future and then when you engage your friends also they get impacted by those people that engage your like there's no there for me i know you but i know that you are definitely you know something that has arisen because of the roots that have been laid by your parents and that's amazing and i think that with sweet inspiration you know keeping that in mind and the whole idea of don't you know don't look back there's opportunity ahead you know the celebration and moving forward of even those things that are challenging in our life so i love this part of our conversation it's when we start to manifest and and i love you know you coming forward you could be the catalyst to so many other people's you know, uh, process of their life and how they move forward and how they challenge. So time to manifest, because I think that what you're trying to say, you know, the path forward is about possibilities and positivity. And one more thing, because I love that you gave me this quote is you're not too old and it's not too late. There's never a too old date. You're always show up, then it's always an opportunity. So I want to point that out before we even go into the manifesting that keep that in mind because hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, what does that mean to you, Lisa? What does that quote mean to you? You know, because you can get caught up in age. Age is just a number. Like you're still alive. You're alive. You're kicking. You still have a chance. Just go for it. Go for whatever you want in this life. It's your life. Do it. Yeah, do it. Try it. You're never too old, and it's not too late. Wait. So, do those things. You know, show up where you're going to show up. I think that's amazing. And and as we manifest coming from a point where we know what can happen you know we don't take for granted like you said with chaswick bozeman you know don't take for granted because you know take your time but don't waste your time i love that lisa no, isn't that amazing it's amazing so, i just read that today i'm like wow that's pretty powerful in his so many short years he changed a whole generation and many generations of people who who saw him show up as the black panther you know and wakanda forever and changing the whole you know conversation with regard to you know how people interact with other 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 ethnicities and and diversity and all of the above so as we go forward you know taking our time but not wasting our time what is important to you now lisa I'd say my kids and my family, and that's number one. That's my whole focus. I feel like that's where I'm at in my life. Um, it's, I don't, that's really what I want to give, spend my time giving to them as much as I can, as good as I can, <laughs> good days and bad days. Um, for me, that is absolutely number one, the most important thing. Um, family, friends, um, work. And your dog. Well, anybody, <laughs> our dogs. Our fleet, our fleet of dogs, our animals, like, um, and just trying to also help shepherd them, our kids through this time has been challenging, I think, for all parents. Now you have twins, Sydney yeah. and Ashley, and they're fraternal, but they're very, they're very different from each other. So, very, yes. Yeah, yeah. Tell how has that been, especially when they're teenage girls, two teenage girls in the house during quarantine. Woo! <laughs> They do pretty well. I mean, they've always gotten along really well, like really well. Um, as they've gotten older, I'd say there's a little more like one wants to hang out with the other more than, you know, there's some of like, how come you don't want to, especially now that we're trapped in the house and they're bored and they can't, haven't really been able to see their friends. So yeah. 
they get a little sick of each other and have to get some space but it's it's been okay i think overall i think they've gotten closer you know because they realize there's not a lot of options for hanging out with kids like there used to be um so they do take advantage much more i think than they oh. did in the beginning of hanging out with each other of like telling us to you know let us have our sister time leave us alone <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god oh no, i love that how you use the word trapped in the house it clearly uh it goes further to say that it's been a joyous house, you know? Well, I mean, and we're in New Jersey, so it was yeah. a little different than, than in Florida. Like, truly, like, we didn't leave for... I Everything was closed. We, we didn't want them out. The numbers were higher here, so yes, trapped in the house. I love that you say trapped, and I think that I just kind of went crazy with the screen, so I apologize, but the, my, my, my technological staffy. but we learned a lot of wonderful things being trapped in the house, literally. So I think that, you know, the fact that you get to value your children and spend more time with them, you know, get to know them better during this time forcibly, maybe, you know, you know forcible, solitary confinement. Forced family fun. Forced family fun. Definitely. With us. Well, you guys, you know, the funny thing is, is that you, you, um, you use tools to manifest and you're a very manifesting person. You believe in the possibilities. And I know you for a long time that, you know, certainly, and, and Mitch is on the mission Michelle's on the feed is right now too. You know, my friends are really, really empowering people. Like certainly, you know, and, and the, and the bond of friendship is really important and time can go by and, and time can pass and you show up again because those wonderful roots that you've laid as far as your friendships and we know each other's story and we know each other and you know it's kind of like if you pick up the phone you say hello i think with regard to like manifesting your life the fact that you've made those kind of connections goes a long way so tell me your best tools and practices that you've used to manifest your incredible journey so far um I'd say my tribe, you know, my family, my friends, that's number one for support, for encouragement, just knowing you guys are there. I think that's, that's like where I get a lot of my strength from. Um, like I said, my family, my parents, teachings in my head. Um, well, do you have like a, do you have a technique that you use that like say, I want to bring in magical something. Cause you know that that's me, right? You would use another word, but do you have a way about which you're processing, you go about, you know, visualizing or. I think it's you know? definitely visualizing for me. Like, you know, what you want, what like long-term goals. I think right now, like I said, I'm more like focused on my family, but when I was career focusing, it was like okay so when i was knew i kind of wanted to get out of my job but i didn't really have a teaching option yet i started um doing like volunteer tutoring at night at the local public school for kids um so i do my day job at night and i'd volunteer because i wanted to start getting into that first of all to make sure that i still wanted to you know do that profession but to get right. start getting my feet wet start small take small steps but take steps every day i think that's kind of how i operate like just keep going. Um, yeah. I think that's a common phrase now, but it's so true. Like if you know what you want, you have to have patience and you have to put the time and the effort in. Um, and it's, it can take a lot of time and it can take a lot of effort, but just do something small every day towards your goal. And eventually it starts all coming together. You know, I like that you said volunteer because actually volunteer is a way in which you can get a segue or vision into what you think you might like. And, and it's not it's not a commit like a full-fledged 
commitment, really. I mean, you have to volunteer and show up when you volunteer. You don't want to flake out. You have to show up. Yes. Yeah. Show up is a good. It's a good phrase. Show up. You have to show up to your life, and you have to try things out yeah. and volunteer. And true. And yeah. And it, you don't have to commit. And it also, you know, you can you'll get hired if you want to volunteer. You know, you're not. It's not the same as getting a job, which may be a little tougher. So. It gets you into the into the mix. You know, I'd like to I'd like to like work off of that as well. Oh look, George Pharmakitas is on. Wave hello, hello George. You know, volunteering too is also something that I found very valuable because I used to intern. I used to I used to intern and I used to interview people who would intern and people who show up and volunteer, especially in job settings when you're really interested and you want to learn to know more. You can you can figure out if you really love it or you don't love it. So the bottom line is it's a great opportunity. A hundred percent. I think it's an excellent way to start. Even if you just want to start a new hobby, it doesn't have yeah. to be a whole big thing like a career change. Maybe you yeah. want to learn how to sail. So you know, I don't know. Get a Can little, I, I get have a little boat for your bathtub at night. And try I have to show George. I have to show George flat Lisa. He can get a kick <laughs> out of that. And I went hi. That was a very earnest Lisa. Anyway, I had to do that. I had to do that. So that was for you, George, out there. I know I saw you, so I wanted to send out Lisa. But I, I do want to follow up with on more serious note. You know, also, you know, because because we're very dedicated people. We're very serious together. I wanted to like point out all oh, you're very serious, totally serious. I want to point out opportunities to laugh. And one of the things I value with you more than anything is laughter. And I, you know, it's because you can just totally completely stupid. Like, I mean, literally, we call out the fun ball. Oh, George says he loves it. <laughs> but it's true because George knows how much fun we are. Like, what are I know. Oh my god. You know, because all we did was laugh. We all laughed, but there's something. But like, but even today, you can bring levity to any situation through laughter. So I had to mention that I couldn't find a great, a great thing to see. But one of the things that we love now is New Girl, and it kind of brings you back to the time of your life when you were young, and you were like everybody was engaged. That was, actually, that was something, and I love that George is here because in Miami we had that group and community, especially we when I was like, we were around their age, you know. Yes, like, we were. 40s, like, I still think in my head that I am, but you know, <laughs> not. Yeah, I don't even think we were that old. We were younger. We were like in our late twenties, Lee. Yeah. We weren't even that old. But the thing was, is that you know we did baseball, we did softball together, we did like all of those things that you engage in that community idea that you were speaking of earlier. You know, and how much more joy and happiness and laughter we felt. I know our time is pretty much, and well, we're, we're in isolation still a little bit. But you know, you know, back to those things that you really value and those visualizing. You know, having that happen to you again. I guess with this really with Beachbody, you know, with Beachbody and how you're with those communities of people who are doing things that are healthy together, right? So I know that that's something. And, and okay, so tell us about New Girl. <laughs> I have to be a new girl. You guys, I'm dying. It's like we're promoting a show. Oh, no. I mean, I, I, new girl's great show. My niece, my niece turned me on to it. And, uh, you know, in quarantine, I was just looking for a new show to binge watch. Something fun, quick, 30-minute little sitcom. It's funny yeah. if you want to laugh and take yourself back to that time in your life where you were living with your friends and going out a lot and trying to figure out your life. It's a great show for that. And I like to pretend that I live in that little, <laughs> little world. 
literally, like literally. And we have Miranda and Grace is on too, people who we love and we like, who are part of our community right. large, which has become really a family to all of us, you know, because once people are in, we kind of like welcome them with both arms, very inclusive, the Italian spirit of, you know, join the party, it's a big celebration rather than being exclusive. So that's generally what they did. Like they live in this little apartment with all these people and they're just hysterical. They're like, you know, Schmidt and my friends and Jessica. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's kind of good because these shows that you watch that make you laugh are really good levity. It's, I really prefer to watch things like that than yeah. things that make me want to cry, which is the news every night. So, 100%. Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing, amazing. So Miranda says, love you ladies. We love you too, Miranda. We were talking about how wonderful of a coach you are and how, what a great community builder oh, that you are. So is. Is oh, she's, she's a force at work too. Oh, she is. force at work. She helps us out so much. Oh my God, that's awesome. So as you guys start off with your, oh, Kevin Colton's watching too from Boston College. BC is <laughs> representing tonight. I love that. You know, and did you think that you were going to be called out when you showed up on my feed? <laughs> no, but literally, remember, remember when we were all leaving and like, come on, it's like so. Oh, and I like that. At least Facebook allows that opportunity to right. come back together again. You know, in a in a different setting, clearly, but you know, with the memories and with the foundations laid and with the friendships made. Time, I think. Anyway, you know, so like we're really super excited that you know everyone is is really showing up in their own circles because I think the more openly we interlace our communities because you know we are more alike than we're different. Then I love that you started off with that as far as the path forward and all of this notion about the inspirational. Never look back. There's so much opportunity ahead. So it's September. You know, the fall starting, school starting for you guys school started for us like let's all look for the opportunities ahead so at the beginning of the interview i asked you to pick a number and set your intention and then i asked you to to um, like i said i said set intention then pick a number that matches a page in the book so go ahead and tell us what your number was and then okay. your intention uh my number is uh 77. Oh, 77. God, I, that's a real common number lately because I love the neurology around that. It's very, you know, ah. and what is your intention, Lee? Uh, you're talking about my intention for tonight? Yes, your intention for tonight. Uh, we yeah, are very to, intentional. To, to walk forward in the climate of the world today with a positive mindset, to stay positive, to look, yeah. look for the silver linings, to problem solve, not worry. Um, I think those are super, super, super important, especially nowadays. Stay positive, stay right. on the bright side of things. Not worry. So don't go into the fear. Stay away from the dark Caroline. Focus, <laughs> focus on the facts, not the fear. Focus I love that. And, and focus on the facts, not the fear. I love that. So why don't you read for us the page 77 of okay. the Master Guide to Bliss? I do love the fact that we went to Boston College because that school is rocking. And my husband even says it all the time. He's like, everybody from BC loves BC because I think everybody comes with a whole, you know, community. Yeah, community. community. It is. It is. It's absolutely community least. I agree. Go ahead. Now it's all okay. you. All right. This is uh, from March 9th. Be open to wisdom from unlikely sources. Um, should I read the whole page? Yes. Okay. I'm concentrating on staying healthy, having peace, being happy. 
remembering what is important, taking in nature, animals, spending time reading, and trying to understand the universe where science and the spiritual meet. That's from Joan Jett. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. Literally. <laughs> Literally, she's a rock star. Today is a great day to make amazing statements of resolution, setting out positive affirmations toward the goal of living an exceptional life. If you map out a successful start, you are ready and welcome inspiration from a variety of sources. Wisdom arrives in many shapes and forms. When you open your mind to life's daily invitations, even the unlikeliest people or places can offer you life-changing advice that could be the catalyst to great things. Blessings come as you set the intention to live from a place of awareness. Relationships blossom and flourish when you focus on ways to be healthier, more peaceful, and happier in both body and mind. Perspectives change when you step out of the comfortable box you have settled in, getting the benefits of looking at the universe from both a scientific and spiritual context. Resolve to seek a bit of inspiration from a bit of information received, and do your best to not reject the message because of the messenger. Go out into the world with worthy goals and open your mind and heart to all the angels that will help you achieve them along the way. Yep. But Follow your bliss and rock on while welcoming in what you need to hear, blessed from all sources. I wow, it. I think that was kind of right on point with my intention. Usually it is. Usually it is. Isn't that a magical guy? That's crazy magical guy. That crazy, crazy magical guy. Anyway, no, I just wanted to say that, you know, certainly um, I love the fact that you are having everyone focus on the facts and not the fear. And I think that that's really important in everything. We're not talking about any specifics. That's everything. The facts show. I would say the evidence shows that I am not I'm talking about virus facts. I'm just in general. In general, but the, the fact is, is that you know those are what we build our life upon. The facts. So when we have new experiences in life, it broadens our understanding of the world. So you're not acting as if you were a young child anymore. You're acting as if an adult because you've got more things to base your life against. When we grow and mature, generally that's the case. So I, I wanted to. I wanted to. You know. This is my. This is like. This is like where I get to benefit from the conversation so much because I think that you've given us so much wisdom tonight. I think that the fact that we're talking about a really strong community building, especially as a teacher, I'm really happy, and I, I know that you know that's going to be the glue that's going to keep catapulting us forward because really you guys are unfortunately it feels like the guinea pigs you know that are going out into the world again and and in branching out how you do this the rest of the world will follow no pressure please but you know he's like <laughs> not at all mind you but the reality is is that we have people who are so caring as yourself who are very wise and also follow their passion with their purpose so it's going to benefit many people so without further ado i want you to give us some final bit of inspiration as we all you know go embrace this new normal that we're experiencing and engage the world through a community mindset what is the final bit of inspiration you want to leave us with tonight i think be kind to each other and uh, love on each other i think there's right now there's too much anger and hatred and i think like small gestures be nice to the grocery store clerk like be kind to the person that's not being so kind to you because they're probably struggling with something i know these sound like trite but i think that makes all of the difference for that person and for you we need more positive positivity between each other we need to get along a little bit better yeah in the world I think that's amazing inspiration for this month of sweet September. 
Um, be kind to each other, people. You never know what people are going through. They might have their own demons they're dealing with. And certainly it's been a rough, it's been a rough 2020. I mean, we all really, it's been, you know, like I said, 2020, make it stop, <laughs> you know? So, stop making it stop. You know, we don't want 2020 to stop. We want it to continue its full force out to December, but we want the craziness and the unkindness to stop. So what she said, what Lisa said, is beautiful be kind to each other and lean on each other and thus take care of each other which is really something that it would be an incredible shift towards some beautiful healing in this world certainly um, from any other thing than not just the virus that's hurting people in the hospital but the virus of, of hatred we need to replace that with really that kindness that she speaks to. So I want to thank you again. This is awesome, Lisa. You know, I've been oh, bothering you. Me on. This was really fun. I was scared to come on, but I had a great time. It's fun. And always my intention is to have fun. So if we have fun, you know, I, you know, whoever hopefully heard something that will impact their life and, and, and make it a little easier. And certainly we welcome the community and and the kindness and the hugs and the love and everything. But I, I really want to thank you, Lee. I, I really, you know, love you, your your spirit, your laughter, your joy, your inner, you know, amazingness and your extraordinariness. Clearly, you are someone that anyone would be grateful to have on their team. And I'm very lucky that you are such a dear friend of mine. And and I want you to all to remember yeah, I thank you. I really do because you know sometimes you have to face your own fears to come on because God only knows what I'll do and you know I could be like out of my mind for <laughs> who knows but you know the thing is that you like you said you show up and you try it and if you don't like it you don't do it again but at least you can say you tried it so I want you all to remember that you're deliberate creators of your life you've got to dream big and let's all work together in this community that we live in to be kinder nicer and then we can enjoy the magic and miracles together because it's always so much better when we're together let's love ourselves exactly how we are be gentle to ourselves which is one of the things that lisa is so amazing do what you can where you are like you said and let's continue to spread the love it's time to manifest the life of our dreams visualizing a more coherent loving world so that our children will look up to us and have something to look up to so lisa thank you so much this is wonderful thank you. thank you to my audience for joining us once again if you want the magical guide to bliss go on my webpage at magnostro.com i'm going to put all lisa's connections yes thank you so much for the <laughs> And, you know, if you want to get in touch with Lisa, certainly if any questions around teaching, she is an English, she has a second language teacher. She's amazing at what she does. And, and you, I'll put her, her information in the feed and go out there and be kind to each other, like she said, and we can do this. We'll all do this and we'll do it well. Good night, everybody.